What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, it's Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, big tournaments. Uh, everyone up there at lacrosse. Uh, congratulations to all winners. Uh, to everyone who competed. Uh, hope everyone made back home safe. I hope everyone had a good time. But uh, how about that Russ Snyder? Uh, he's, ah, man, uh, that's like two weekends in a row. First place. I don't know, he, I don't know how many first place finishes he's had this season, but uh, he's on fire. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to bring him back on the show. I'm kind of tired of talking to him. He just keeps winning all the time. But, uh, yeah, congrats to him. Um, I, I, I don't even know what, who, who placed where else, but uh, I'll get on there and I'll check. But, uh, yeah, Russ Snyder's, once again, your winner. Um, but, yeah, um, other than that, I haven't really been paying much attention to uh, any of the other tournaments I have this weekend. I have one, but it was just a local one on uh, Sodus, Sodus Bay up here in upstate New York. Uh, did all right. Um, found a frog bite, um, couldn't get anything over, uh, 16 inches, but, uh, it was fun. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a tough tournament. Like no one was really catching the big fish. Uh, a few guys found some, but for the most part, we were all like, uh, just a few inches away from each other as far as, uh, length goes, but, uh, good time. I uh, hope everyone in New York KBF had a great time. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, looking forward to the next one. Um, but yeah, love you guys. Uh, but yeah, other than that, not too much going on. Uh, I think I might, might not be doing, uh, the East West Harbor, uh, like two weekends from now. I haven't decided yet. This, this COVID shit's really pissing me off. I just don't know where I can go and then not have to come back and be quarantined because New York decided they want to put like 20, 30 states on a list of where I can't go. And, um, you know, without being quarantined for 14 days when I get back home. So I don't know what the deal is. Um, it looks like I can still go there, but I just don't know. I don't know where I'm going to stay or any of that kind of shit. So if you're doing the East West Harbor and you got a campground or something like that, um, if you got a place for a tent, an extra tent, let me know. Uh, let me come down, drink some beer and go fishing. But, uh, as of right now, I just don't know if I'm going to be doing that, but, uh, hit me up. Let me know what you guys think. Um, let me know what's going on with you guys. Uh, tag me in those pictures. Uh, love, be- love, love seeing those fish, man. Um, love seeing you guys having a good time. But, uh, yeah, that's all I really got to say right now. It's, uh, it's Monday. It feels like a fucking Monday. It really does. Uh, uh, went fishing this morning. Bad move. Should have done that. Um, wind was going, hungover. Um, just wasn't a good day to go fishing. So I got out the water early and uh, came home and took a nap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's just about where I'm at right now. But, uh, anyways, we'll jump right into this. Um, if you guys get a chance, go check out uh, X-Zone Lures. Uh, use capital D, capital W, 15 uh, get yourself a discount on some plastics. I've talked about them before. There's really no need for me to say anything else. I use X-Zone Loaders plastics. That's what I use uh, for my trailers or whatever else. So check them out if you want. Find, find something you need. But uh, other than that, uh, my next guest is Jamie Stevenson. Um, I've had her on here before. Uh, she's one of my Canadian friends across the border. Uh, she, last time I talked to her, she couldn't fish for bass at all. Like Her season didn't start until like, the third week in June. So I want to talk to her again because, I mean... She just now started about a few weeks ago. Uh, she's been posting some, some pretty good pictures of some smallmouths. Uh, but I just wanted to catch up with her, see how you know, her season's been going so far and what she's been up to. And uh, She's a slayer. Uh, I enjoyed talking to her. She's fun. She was drinking some weird Canadian beer, um, which is funny because last time she came on the show, she was drinking wine and I made fun of her. And so I felt bad. So this time I was drinking wine and she was drinking beer and made fun of me. So it's... It was fun, but a fun conversation. Well, we're kind of just all over the place just talking about tournament fishing, fishing in general. Uh, you know, it's a fishing show. That's what, that's what we do. It's what we talk about. But, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, hope you guys have a good week. Uh, keep me updated on what's going on. 
And uh, we'll talk to you soon, Shell. All right, Miss Jenny, welcome back to the Dark Waters. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me back. Good to see you again. Good, good. So even though we've already uh, talked a little bit, uh, I'm drinking wine because last time you were drinking wine, and you're drinking beer this time because I made fun of you yes. for drinking wine last time. Uh, so the tables have turned just a little bit, uh, but uh, what kind of beer are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking an OV. Not sure if you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, but... it, looks, it looks cool. Though. The can looks awesome. The Canadians are going to make fun of me for this one because it's a – it's made by Molson, but um, it's kind of like a lesser thought of beer. But I like the stronger beer. I don't like light beer as much. So. All right, all right, I can respect that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to having the show. Like when I was uh, getting on Skype, I get ready to call you. Like it's literally been six months since we've talked. Yeah. Um, and which one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you because unlike the rest of us who uh, kayak bass fish, you know, I, I've been doing it since you know February, late February when the snow finally thawed. Uh, you know, I was out there catching, you know, in cold conditions, you know, still catching some of, you know, still catching some bass, uh, you know, all the way up and already had probably halfway through my season. Um, and you literally just started probably like two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago. Yeah. My first tournament was bass opener, which was further up east in Ontario, June the 20th. So it's always tough for me fishing those openers because you can't really practice the days before because the, the opener isn't until the day of the tournament. Jeez. So uh, how, does, yeah. how does that make you, how do you feel like, cause you're friends with a lot of us and you're watching us for almost six months, <laughs> just posting <laughs> pictures, tournaments, big smile, big selfies, with big bass, <laughs> uh, you know, just rubbing it in and you're, 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 you know, you're up there in Canada, just, I mean, you just walleye fishing, but mostly you just work until it's time to uh, time yep. to go out for some bass. It wouldn't bother me so much if we had had some ice this year to go ice fishing, but we didn't get ice for ice fishing. So yeah, I started walleye fishing on the St. Clair River in March, so it was still pretty cold then. But I started in March uh, walleye fishing, and pretty much did that until uh, I got too busy at work in May sometimes. So that keeps me happy. So are you at a point now where you're not working as much? It's starting to slow down a little bit. So I'm able to take vacation. For those that don't know, I work on a farm, which isn't which isn't always doesn't go well hand in hand with bass fishing and hunting and things like that. So Yeah. Well, were you at cuz uh you know, you guys had the effects of COVID. Did that affect you at work or anything? Cuz I know like down here even the farms had to like uh like kind of shut down and go to like you know, half capacity or whatever, uh, as far as work goes, uh, were you able to still, you, was it business as usual or did you guys' operation kind of, you know, feel the effects of COVID-19? No, you know what? And I hate to say this, uh, but we were, it was business as usual for us. Farms were deemed essential. So we worked the whole time. You know, at first year I was a little bit nervous about being at work and stuff like that. But as time went by, I was a little bit grateful because it kind of kept your mind off everything that was going on. So my life was was normal other than there being no traffic on the way to work every day. So, yeah. Now, did you uh, did it affect your fishing at all, even when you were doing the walleye? Because here at one point it was like the greatest time to be in a kayak because they shut down all the boat ramps 
and the marinas. And so we were uh, we were sneaking in off the banks and uh, not sneaking in, but you know we were finding places where we could launch. It's one of the benefits of a kayak. So we get out there and it'd be like sometimes like creepy, like how like alone you felt there, like on some of these big bodies of water. Like there's you know, and this is like post or pre-spawn, so there, you know. There's just big fish everywhere, and there's no one else there to catch them but me because the boats can't the boats can't get in the water. Yeah, they started closing some of the launches, but I live in a very small municipality, and our mayor kept our boat launches open. But a lot of the cities around they had closed the launches, so I was able to launch from some of the beaches, even though the parks were closed. Uh, I called the townships, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead as long as you're not hanging out in the park, just launch your kayak, no problem." But since a lot of our launches were open, people were coming from cities from all over. And I had never seen the river here that busy before with boats. Yeah. It, it started getting like that. Like once they did start like opening up, like it just got ridiculous. Cause like, like one of the things I love about being a paramedic is that I work these weird days, weird hours, like, uh, you know, midweek, there's usually never, you know, last year there was never anyone on the water. There's like, you know, a few old guys who retired or, you know, some people who just happen to have like weird shift work like I did. But for the most part, you know, we avoided all the, like the weekend traffic and the weekend, you know, warriors. And then, um, you know, once they opened the Marines a little bit, I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like, like just boats every day, just wearing fish out. Like I had to end up stop going to like the, uh, you know, the bigger, more popular lakes and started like going to like some of like the smaller uh, where they didn't let in the, uh, the big motors. And that, that was kind of where I had most of my success because it was just a lot of pressure on the, uh, on my big lakes this year. Yeah, and I'd be driving to work every morning along the water. It'd be filled with boats. There'd be boats, people trailering boats back the other way. It was, it was like, why do I have to be essential? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you just started fishing, like what? Did you it opened up like third week of June for you? The same it does in some of our counties. Yeah, I actually had to travel on June 20th. I traveled to my first tournament, which was about four and a half hours away, uh, to where the bass opened in that area. And then bass opened down here and on June 27th, and I had another tournament on that opening day. Well, we got something similar. Like, uh, there's like two counties in upstate New York, uh, you know, Jefferson and the St. Lawrence, which is like kind of right on like the Canadian border. Uh, they they shut down until like the third week of June too, as well as far as uh, bass fishing. It was just funny because I got caught because I was sneaking in over there uh, to, get away, <laughs> to get away, and the DEC guy caught me like five days before a season. Um, Luckily, when he asked me what I was catching, I was like, "Oh, I was catching pike." Pike, he's like, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's like, "Oh, okay." But even though, like, you see, he said that because like, he—it was funny. He came out of nowhere. Like, I was coming off. Like, I just caught my last fish. Uh, Ten minutes later, I'm going to the launch. I'm getting out of the water, and I'm, you know, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like, this voice says, "Catch anything?" And you know, I'm startled because you know, I'm in the woods, and like this guy comes out in his camouflage or like or his dark green uniform with binoculars. I'm like, dude, how long have you been creeping on me, dude? Like. You just scared the shit out of me. Like, you can't do that to people. You can't just come out of the woods. And I'm, you know, and I already knew what was going on. I'm, oh, you want to see my license? And, uh, you know, then like, he was cool about it. But I should, I should have been up there doing it. But it, like, I was just like, <laughs> I was just having so much fun just wearing them out up there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, uh, my birthday was like June 20th, and that's the weekend that it opened up there, and we got a campsite. And I had a hard time catching fish, uh, like the opening weekend because a lot of them were on the beds still, like third oh, week of yeah. June. Like, I, like, it wasn't like, you know, usually I go out there on my birthday. I usually, you know, I'll find, especially for smallmouth, it's the best time for me to fish smallmouth because yeah. they're they're aggressive and you just, you find your point and just go out there and you just hit them. But this year it was just like, it was very slow, very hard. I was having to catch them off beds. 
which I don't mind, but that's just not a fun way to fish. That's like it's a boring, long. Um, I just don't enjoy fishing off beds that much. But uh, yeah. what was it? Like, what was it like when you when the season opened for you? Well, uh, when I went up to so the opener was a, a lake in Ontario called Sturgeon Lake, um, and I really struggled. I thought I had figured out where they were previous to the tournament. I did. I used my side scan quite a bit to kind of mark out where I could see rock piles and different submerged things where I think I thought the smallmouth would be and weed lines and things like that. Um, and it turned out like, even though I was close to shore, the smallmouth were still, despite the water temperature being so warm, they were really close to shore. And I didn't yeah. figure it out until almost the end of the day. So by around like an hour and a half before the tournament ended, I finally realized that they were right close to shore and I didn't think they would be with the temperature being around 75, 76. So that's exactly what I thought. Cause I was out there for days. Uh, that day I was going into like some of the smaller lakes because I wanted to at least catch fish. Uh, so I went and caught some largemouth up in like the, uh, the tributaries and stuff like that. And then I went out into like Henderson and the great lakes and is that there's out there just hours, hours, just not having any success. And then finally I'm like, well, if they're not out here, they got to be up close. And I went up there, and they're just everywhere, just everywhere, uh, sitting on beds. And I, I found out by accident. I mean, I'm just looking, and all of a sudden I see, like, you know, like that big shadow chasing off little shadows. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know what that is. And, and you show up, and it's like it's the smallmouth on beds chasing away those other fish, you know, bluegills or whatever it was from, uh, you know, getting on their, uh, their beds. And it was just like, ah. And I think what happened, I think we – because I know we had, like, an early spring – but then all of a sudden we had like cold fronts come in yep. and it pushed everything. Like, you know, like, we all thought it was going to be a good, oh, it's still a good year, but like, uh, I thought it was going to be an early season. So we were all like, oh, wow. Cause I, you know, I started catching, I feel like a pre-spawn, like, like mid March or something like that, or early March. Like we were just, just went out there one day. It was like a 19, 18 and a half, you know, a 17, just like back to back, you know, just chasing bait fish. And so we thought we were in the spring. We thought, oh, wow. Like the season started, you know, it's going to be good. And then, like, the next week, the cold fronts came in. We had, like, a blizzard, um, and it just shut everything down for, like, another two, three weeks, whatever, where it was just, like, hard fishing again. And then um, I just felt like, you know, June, all of June, they were on beds, you know, like, mm -hmm. everywhere. Like, uh, we went to uh, some of the Great Lakes at uh, Otisco, which is a really, like, last year in May, I think May 5th we went there. It was, like, the best day of all, any of our lives. It was, like every single one of us caught a limit and in any other tournament any of us would have won the, the, the limits yeah. were like you know what we you know it was like a three fish limit i had like 60 something inches or something like that like just ridiculous and uh, we went back there um like mid-may or late may and like they were just all on beds and everyone you know struggled there's only a few people who caught limits and the guy that won it he caught it off bed and he caught like three fish in seven hours but they were three winning fish you know and yeah just, yeah it was it was tough and like it's just now i feel a small are just now starting to uh you know, like do what they do. Like it's always good to catch them, but like now I feel like they're 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 off the beds, they're running around, they're finally yeah. starting to feed. So Yeah, and that's kind of where I went wrong on my first term of the year is I should have found an area where I could easily transition between largemouth fishing and smallmouth fishing. Because I do struggle struggle a little bit more with the smallmouth. Uh, whereas I find largemouth to be a little bit more predictable. Yeah. Exactly. So I probably should have launched an area that I could have easily um, picked either or so having largemouth as a backup plan because mostly smallmouth here they always win the tournaments almost always not always but i just i just uh, feel like you know could we do a few other tournaments in the uh the finger lakes and, they, and a lot of them like uh Cayuga has great smallmouth you know fish in it but my problem is like you it's just like i don't know if i'm gonna find them you know yep. it's like a lot it's an offshore bite uh you can go up there and find them one day 
and they might not be there the next day. And you put your, you know, what I mean, it's just like it's, to me, it's just like, especially in, in kayak tournament where you're so limited. I don't have a motor yet, and I, I don't think I'm getting ever going to get a motor. But it's like I don't yeah, have. Either. I'm not, you know, I'm not like I'm not really into the, like I want to know how to do it, but it's not like my thing. So I always plan on like you know, shallower water. Maybe I'll find like some deep submerged grass or something, but I'm always kind of looking for the, uh, the large mouth just cause I feel like, yeah, you could win, uh, you know, chasing like the big smallies, but you could all, you could damn sure lose and, and have yep. like, a, hor- a horrible day. And I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. Like I don't ever catch, you know, like small enough. I don't ever really catch them in tournaments. Like if I do, it's, it's for some reason they were up shallow where they weren't supposed to be or something like that. Yeah. I never, go out. when it comes to tournament, there's like two things I don't do. I don't, I don't go, offshore looking for smallmouth and i usually never throw a frog because the hookup ratios yeah. are just bad so i try to keep it simple you know where we're, we're things are gonna be kind of predictable the grass uh you know submerged grass you know the weed lines things like that where i know that i can find fish instead of you know throwing hell marys and going out there and and trying to catch a win and like, you know, it's funny like a lot of times i don't see a lot of people winning tournament well granted you're a candidate i don't know how your guys' uh, fishers are compared to ours, but we got a lot of large, we got a lot of you know, large mouths and stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like m- most people win it off the large mouth. Like you know the the, like the people who have and I've seen in the past, it was just a really good bite and they caught like a hundred fish that day uh, yeah. in the first few hours. So I mean it's just it's tough catching small mouth. Like, you know predicting small mouth. Like I mean yeah, you- I get I get frustrated. I'm still not there yet. I've been getting a lot of great tips from fellow anglers and doing a little bit better outside of my tournaments. I've been doing really good this exactly. year fishing. I've been catching some big fish and I've had gotten a lot of great tips from some of the anglers. So I've, I've been improving, but as for tournaments and I listen to you talk about your tournaments all the time. And I think there's so many similarities between how you and I react in a tournament and like sometimes I'll get frustrated and I'll start pedaling halfway across the lake and then waste 40 minutes and then pedal all the way back and yeah, yeah and so. it's, a, it's a mental game you know maybe if we we were just more uh if our if our if we were a little bit better with like the mental part of uh fishing that we we probably have a lot more success because maybe if I did focus and be patient on like the uh the offshore bite and just trust the process or whatever you know have these plans and trust the plans because a lot, of, you know, a lot of guys do win. Whether you know, you know, Derek Brundle, he loves an offshore bite, and he's one of the most uh, consistent anglers in, in, you know, fishing the, uh, the the KBF events. Uh, a lot of guys are like that. A lot of guys just chase the offshore. Um, but it takes to me, it takes it takes a lot of confidence to sit there, not being able to see what's on the like. Oh, you're looking at your uh, your electronics. So you got to have complete trust in your electronics. Yeah. <laughs> and and you got to have like complete trust in just like your skills to be able to look at a map and be able like. That's a good place for fish to be. And I'm going to go out there. I'm going to spend time and, and try to find and see if there's fish in these spots where it's just like, oh, it's going to like, like I said, if it's just me fish for fun, I can go do it. But if it's like pre-fishing in the tournament, it's like, no, I got to find fish. Uh, you only yeah. have seven, you only have seven hours <laughs> yeah. on game day to, to find fish. And, it's just, and know, it's you watch thing. other, you watch other anglers and they're so patient. So I make a point of watching other anglers just to see, you know, how they're throwing the lures, what they're doing. They're just so much more patient. And I'm really, really trying to learn that and kind of trust in, you know, instead of like speed fishing all the time, which I have a bad habit of doing, it's just slowing down. And now that I'm slowing down a little bit more this year, I'm actually having more success. So me too. I haven't done that well at my, uh, my my more recent tournaments, but as far as like my, um, my recreational fishing or whatever, like, like I tell myself, like I'm going to fish this cove. I'm going to fish this, uh, this flats. I'm going to fish, this, I'm gonna fish it for at least two hours. I'm not leaving. 
Um, and I just, you know, I'll start off, you know, fishing fast and then I'll put the wacky rig on. And, you know, before I know it, I've, I've got six, seven fish, a decent limit. And I'm like, okay, that's how you win tournaments. Um, yeah. you know, be just being patient, uh, you know, knowing that you're there for a reason that that's another big thing. You know, you know, it's not that I just say a spot, like I pick a spot based off, you know, okay, it's got all the vegetation it needs. It's got you know, the mats, it's got, you know, timber, all these things. It's like the fish live here. Uh, and you get there, you see bait fish. Okay, like there's going to be fish here. I just got to be patient, throw it, and, and figure out how to get these fish to bite. And that's kind of how I want to like, you know, I'm try- every time I go out there, I'm kind of practicing for a tournament. Like when I pick these spots, you know, whatever spots I pick, my plan A, my plan B, my plan C, like really fish those areas um, and not lose, you know, like you're not supposed to catch fish. You know, you're not always going to catch fish like the first 20 minutes. It's not going to come. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to work for it. But, you know, like it's like the thing, like, especially right now when it's supposed to be a top water bite. You, know, you throw your little top water, and if something hits it in like three or four, you know, cash, like, oh, what is yeah. going on? Well, the world's it's not working. <laughs> it's like you haul ass. So this year, like, it's focusing on really just being slow and patient and just really fishing the area. It, 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 I found a lot of success in it so far. Yeah, I've been watching your videos, and I can tell you, you're really slowing down, and and you're having a lot of success. So I've been watching and paying attention. So I just got to do the same thing. So, and I know Thank after. God. After getting skunked my first tournament, um, the next tournament I was in was Lake St. Clair, and I chose an area to fish that was close to my house versus going up uh, to the Windsor, Detroit area where I knew the tournament is always won. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I just want to have fun. Like ultimately, I'm in these tournaments just to learn. I'm still new. I've only been bass fishing since 2018. So my second tournament, I just went to an area where I knew I could catch five fish and um just kind of enjoyed the day and i ended up 36 out of 66 and a little bit disappointed in myself for not fishing the new waters that i had where i'd never fished before but i made a point i'm gonna learn it for next year so and that's kind of where i'm at now like this year i kind of took a break it's not, it's not necessarily about winning or chasing the uh, the winning fish it's more about like the, the most important thing for me right now is always catching a limit uh, especially yep. at these these national events you know where it's a five limit uh, it's catching a limit. I mean, that, that's a big difference. That's, you know, it's always going to put you in a better spot. But, like, if you can catch a limit, you know, consistently catch a limit, consistently catch fish, eventually you're going to catch the big ones, you know. like But it's building that confidence, like, the, like I said earlier, like the fish that area, you know, you know patiently and, you know, and, and, and keeping your shit together and not falling apart. You know, that's that's more important right now than going out and trying to chase big fish. You know, the guys I think that are chasing the big fish and winning these tournaments, they already got the – uh you know, the, the, the patience down, they already got the, yep. uh, the, the mindset. That's why they're winning all the time. Yep. And I absolutely. think if, if I don't get that dialed in, then, then I'm just going to be, and you've heard, you know, you've already said you heard me, you know, bitch about it every, on a lot of my episodes. It's like, I, I panic and I start going across the lake and I don't even get a limit <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like, dial in, like catch your fish, fish your area, you know, and, 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 and learn instead of, you know, like I said, like you can't, you can't be great at something without putting in the time and learning like, all the little nicks and knacks and all the things that go along with, especially a sport like this. This isn't like a, a physical sport where the stronger, quicker, whatever, more athletic dominates. It's the smarter guy, the more patient guy, the guy that trusts his skill sets. I think that those are the people who win these kind of things. So yeah, right, yeah. right now it's just being like, I'm not really chasing victories as much as I'm just, ch- I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to find fish and be and, and fix those little things that I know that have cost me like dearly. Like I said, there's nothing worse than leaving a lake. And not catching a limit, except not catching a fish at all. So you know, yeah. I always like broke, I always broke it down like, you know, I got all right. Real, you know, first step, don't skunk. 
Second step, yeah. catch catch a limit, and then third step, try to make the top ten, and then if I make it the fourth step, I'm gonna try to win that son of a bitch. But you know, if I don't, but I, I gotta go through those other steps first before I can even think about a victory. So. And without fail, every tournament I I am in, I end up catching a walleye. Without fail, wherever I go, I just catch walleye. Maybe I should be in walleye tournaments, but. <laughs> are, are there walleye tournaments? Uh, there are on the boat end of it. There is, but obviously it's not as popular as bass fishing. But there are very serious walleye circuits. The one that we have here, it just, it, it, it's serious, but it's like one day of the year they go out there and they walleye fish. It's more like, um, it reminds me of like uh, back when I was home living in Florida, they had lobster tournaments. Uh, it's not like a, it's not like a competitive ring or anything like that. It's just like you know, everyone go out there catch these things that we can eat and then also the person who wins gets you know gets a, gets some money or a new boat or a new yeah. whatever so it's, it's not necessarily like a sport i guess like that i look the way i look at like you know competitive bass fishing like competitive bass fishing is like i mean it's the way it's set up is just about like any other uh you know sport like yeah. people are traveling the country they're, yeah. making, they're, they're trying to make a living off it they you know all kinds of shit so yeah, I was hoping to go to Kentucky Lake this year, actually, for the whole BBOS. I, oh, really? I planned That's on going. Nice. And it was all planned. I had the time booked off, and uh, then the border closed with COVID and everything, so we're not able to cross the border. It's, it's still closed. I went up north. Uh, uh, you live on the other on the other side of the lake, but uh, wherever the border is up here on 81, uh, I was going to Teresa, and that's where I found out like these little these little chain of lakes that just have big fish that bat, big bass boats can't go on. But I was heading up that way. I was looking to get signs for Canada. It's like borders closed, you know, blah blah blah, COVID-19. So it sucks for you that you're not going to be able to come down here and do those uh, those tournaments. Great, like a lot of them got canceled anyways. But Kentucky Lake was huge. Kentucky yeah. Lake was a uh, like I, I kicked myself in the ass for not just going for it but this COVID-19 thing is kind of just it's changed the way I looked at traveling right now like I can't even see my parents right now uh, uh my, our governor here just put um three more states on the uh whatever restricted restriction thing where they can't if you come here you got to quarantine for 14 days and oh, so they wow. put Delaware they put Delaware on there my dad was going to come here this week and now we're like oh, I don't know if you should risk getting a, a three to ten thousand dollar fine yeah um, and, I, and so I don't know like if I if I travel to go to these tournaments you know, I come back and they put me on quarantine for 14 days. If you go to a hot spot down here, they won't pay you whatever sick time or whatever for for going oh, to a wow. place that yeah. So it's like it completely stopped me. Like you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do now as far as traveling. Like I'm supposed to do one at the end of the month, uh, the uh, KBF event at the uh, uh, East West Harbor over there on Erie in Ohio, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it because granted I had to drive through Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, I think. I don't, whatever. There's a whole bunch of states on there, so you gotta be very careful right now. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, depending on where you live right now, because you might not be able to make it back, or when you get back, you gotta get quarantined. That's gonna affect your uh, your income and things like yeah. that. So it's yeah. It's a weird no, year. 2020 is a fucked up year. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's only halfway done. So who knows what's gonna happen? It's so hot here. Like it was. It's been 98 degrees every day. We haven't had any rain. It's just backwards. Yeah, the rain. The rain thing's freaking me out because uh, last year we like you well you, we live in the same region like everything yeah. flooded last year uh yep. the lakes were high uh homes got destroyed you know all kind or you know got flooded out and so you know last year fishing was a lot more funner to me because you know as the water pushed up you know I was fishing these like like real heavy vegetation where the water usually doesn't get to and we're just having a blast and this year everything's dried up the grass is dying in some places and 
it's just it's, it's totally opposite of the years before. And then you, you had the, the the COVID nineteen on it. It's like nothing no, nothing has really been great, you know, this year. Yeah, last year um, a lot of the storms had um, washed away part of the shore, and I had found some really really good smallmouth spots for my online tournaments. And I went back uh, this last weekend. I went back, and that area was completely gone. It had completely changed, and I was like, oh, yeah. guess I got to figure out something new now. So what's the uh, – are you fishing how, – how many days a week are you fishing now that your the season has started for you? Five to six days a week. Jesus. <laughs> That's, you, you live such a, like, a crazy life. It's like you work really – tell me if I'm wrong, like, but you work hard certain times of the year and then yeah, you can play yeah. hard. You can play hard yeah. after that, right? Yeah, fall, spring. Um, I really don't have a slow time, but springtime will work a month straight. Uh and it'll be like for me only 12 hours a day, but the other guys are working and they could work sometimes 18 hours a day, just trying to get the crop in. And in the fall we're taking everything off and uh, uh, my role is seed production. So we're trying to get everything packaged for the next year. So I work nonstop in the fall all the way to Christmas. And then I try to take time off for ice fishing in the winter. And then I can take a little bit of time off in um, July and August. But October, that's a really great time for smallmouth fishing here. And I, I never get to go because I'm almost always working. That sucks. So, so, but during the summer, you guys slow down. We're able to get out five, six days a week. That's not bad. And yeah, because I'm not working overtime. So I just, I can sneak out after work and go. So, and I don't have kids. So, because we have yeah. something to do. Yeah, like I, I have my daughters up here. And like the other day, I literally went out for two hours. Like I, I got up. You know, before they, before anyone woke up, my wife had to be at work at eight. I, I got up at four, got in the water by five, fished two hours, and hauled ass back home before my wife went to work. Because that's 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 something you got to do when you got um, you know kids. You know, it, yeah. it definitely limits like your uh, your windows of opportunity. Yeah, and I try to fish somewhere new all the time. I don't fish the same spots. So last week alone, I think I fished four different bodies of water in a week. So I try to fish. Like, I do online tournaments a lot, but I don't go to the same spot all the time. I take it as an, a month-long opportunity to learn something new. So I try to hit as many different areas, even if it's the same lake, I try to hit different areas of the lake to try to learn. And um, I'm always yeah. kind of traveling around to new spots that I find on Google Earth and think, well, maybe if I tried this, I would, you know, learn something new. So I don't, I don't hardly ever go back to the same spots all the time. Yeah, and that's kind of what I do. Uh, this month though, I'm trying to win the, uh, I'm trying to win the, uh, the whatever the, the July online event. So I'm I'm probably gonna fish heavy some, um, you know, spots I usually fish. But uh, what are you, what is your guys' uh, tournament season? Because also you can't cross the border. Are you guys doing anything special in Canada as far as um, qualifying for events or anything like that? So um, we have the Ontario Kayak, ba Kayak Bass Trail, and that's the main tournament series that we have here. Um, there's four events per year. As of right now, it doesn't qualify for any events in the U.S. like KBF or anything like that. It's not affiliated. I can qualify for the national championship with KBF through their online challenges if you get first place, I believe. So with border being closed, that's pretty much your only way to qualify for that. And we do have the Ontario Kayak Bassmaster here now. The tournament is in September. So that's a two-day tournament. And I'm going to try to get the time off work to go to that event. Um, 
And that was supposed to, I don't know how it's working now, but it's supposed to be a qualifier for the championship. But I'm not sure how that's going to work now. So, yeah. Uh, so so what, how do you look at Because I know when we first talked, um, you know, six months ago before either one of us really fishing, um, you know, I mean, because year before you made it to, uh, you know, the, Wherever I'm sorry if I, I'm being, I can't remember the name of it. the uh, the Pan Am's thing you did yeah, uh, when, yeah. you, when you came back you know so like yeah you know, had a really fun interesting you know 2019 season and I know 2020 like you you know you wanted to come down here do a few events um but you know everywhere everyone has uh, been affected by this like it's affected everything I do as far as you know tournament fishing but uh um what what do you do now are you just kind of just fishing for fun now to do you'll do what you can and then you know maybe maybe 2021 will be a better year. Yeah, and you know, I feel like I haven't had a lot of time to fish for fun, uh, just because I had two tournaments right off the bat week after week. So I haven't really felt like I've been able to bass fish for fun until last weekend was my first time. So we'll see what 2021 brings. I really regret not going to Lake Fork for the Hobie BOS last January, February, whenever it was. I think that looks like a really interesting lake, and I really kick myself for not taking the time off and doing that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I think next year, I think for the spring because you know me and you are in the same boat. Like fishing really doesn't get good until March. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about late March, like April, April. Uh, you know, things maybe I don't know, whatever. You really don't start fishing every day until May. <laughs> you know, May yeah. is when it. Uh, yeah. It's when it like when like you're out there dragging jigs off the bottom and hoping for a bite. So I think next year, next spring, uh, February, March you know, all the way until I would say technically my season opens up, I'm going down South. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do one tournament a month, whether it be a Hobie event or a, you know, a KBF event, whatever I'm looking for, but I'm gonna try to once a month go down there, whether it be Lake Fork, Norman or whatever, and, yeah. and, 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 and try, I think I've done it long enough and I got enough to where I can at least go down there and make a good time out of it. At least, you know, at least go down there and, and put a number, but really learn something instead of, you know, like I think, this year, last year, I just went. Out, I went down. There. When I did go down, I went out to Sandy Cooper this year, and it was a complete disaster. I'm just like, what am I doing down here? Like the, the weather, <laughs> it, just, it, it was just, it was a It was just, it just sucked. But I, I'm feeling a lot more confident now. So I'm thinking next year, I'm really gonna like you know, travel down there, like you said, to Lake Fork, uh, and, and try some of those bigger Hobie KBF or uh, not just KBF. Cause I do a lot of KBF up northeast, but you know, the, the Hobie events and, the, and maybe the bass events, yeah. they still exist next year. Like, I really think it's the only way to learn and to become a better angler is to travel to all these events. And, you know, in certain aspects, it's like, what am I doing there? I don't, you know, why would I go? I don't, what what would someone like me doing there? But it's really the only way to learn is to travel to different lakes. You learn something every time you're on the water and it's, it's valuable experience. And if you can afford to and take the time off, why not try it and go? So. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. And like, a perfect example is, uh, you know, Catherine Fields, like, she literally just started kayak fishing. Like, this is her first season, and she's already yeah. traveled, traveled across the country, like, twice from Utah or two or three times to big events and, you know, and, and getting better, better, you know, every single time she does it. So, I mean. Every time. Every time. She does still is like, oh, I'm not that good yet. But when you watch her fish, she's so calculated. She's underestimating herself. You give her a couple years, you watch out. Like yeah. she is so calculated in what she's doing. She's, she's going to get there whether she, she thinks it or not. And she's not all over the place. Like, you know, me, like one thing I had to do this year was yes. like, I was like, all right, like, all right, you're going to pick six different lures or style, you know, fishing. And that's what, that's all you're going to do. 
So, you know, I got whatever I did, you know, my crank, you know, my, 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 whatever I got. And that's all. That's it. I'm not putting any more crazy shit in my broads. Uh, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, like, I'm going to get good at the things I have instead of just being all over the place, like, trying to, you know, I mean, like, like I said, like, you know, the jig fishing, like, I'm going to jig fish. And, I'm gonna, and that's yeah. what I'm going to throw. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to throw anything else. I'm not going to throw a Ned rig. I'm not going to throw this. I'm going to throw a jig until I learn how to, you know, and you're just doing things, simple things like that. Can we watch her, like. It's like one like one video a month or whatever she does. It's like she's just doing the the wacky rig, and then she's just mm-hmm. doing this, and it's like, oh, that's how you get better. Why am I so dumb? I knew that. I knew that's how you get better stuff. <laughs> I know. And uh, well, I try to pick something new every year. So last year I built up my confidence in crank baits and jigs, and love both of those. This year was has been jerk baits. So I really built up my confidence using a jerk bait, and now it's pretty much the only way I want to fish. So nice. Nice. All right. Well, I just wanted to catch up with you because it was weird. Like, you know, I just started the show when we first started. So I was just talking to people who just talked to me. And then it, it just happened like, a, you know, maybe a month or two later, I started talking to all the, uh, you know, because the, the, the tournament started coming up. So I started talking to all the, uh, you know, the like all the other tournament anglers and stuff. And so I wanted to catch up with you because it was just an awkward time to talk to you because you're working all the time. You weren't <laughs> even fishing yet. Your yeah. Season, your season literally just started about two weeks ago. So I just wanted to catch up and see where you're at because why not? Like, so, uh, you know, but I don't know. I thought it was a good conversation. We covered a lot of things, talked about a lot of shit. But, uh, uh, and that, I mean, do you have anything else that you're really excited coming up? Are you, is there anyone you want to thank? Anything like that? Yeah, coming up uh, next weekend, I have a tournament with the Ontario Kike Bass Trail and Lake Coochie King. Then I have a tournament in August I'm really looking forward to. Same group of people on uh, Rondo Bay, Lake Erie, which I love that fishing that area. So I'm looking really forward to that tournament. And then we'll see what September brings. I might have two tournaments if I can get the time off work. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, from there, we'll have to wait to see what next year brings. But yeah, and for sure, I'd like to thank uh, Folk Marine and Hobie Fishing. So I am on the Folk Marine Hobie Fishing team, and I'm really grateful to them for all the help that they give me since I've started in kayak fishing um so they're in the etobicoke toronto area so i'd like to thank them and i'd like to thank uh jvm custom lures for the great jerk baits that he's um, been providing me this year so i've been buying all my jerk baits from him and he's really helped um gain my confidence in that so i'd like to thank him um we traveled to some of the tournaments together so um yeah and that's it all right well cool i appreciate you coming to the show good luck with the rest of the season stay safe uh, we probably won't get the fish together this year, but maybe next year we'll, we'll find yes. some time in the water. Yeah. But uh, like I said, good luck with the rest of the season. I'm obviously you know, going to be following you on social media, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, see ya.